What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Not What It Seems. I think this is episode number five, I believe. Jordan, how, how you doing, doing, bro? What's going on with you? Doing What's good. Cool? Uh, school's going good. Uh, you know, we got like two months left, man. It's kind of crazy. Dude, but, I'm, uh, I'm kind of clocked out. I'm ready to, ready to yeah. graduate, honestly. <laughs> Me too. I am for sure. Been a long time at school now with COVID, so I'm kind of sick and tired of this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, it's so hard to focus on yeah. Zoom now. I, it's just getting worse and worse. Yeah. But um, got some news. I got my internship set up for the summer. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to be working for the uh, Little League Softball World Series this summer. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. okay. Congrats. So uh, thanks, man. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and it's actually being hosted in my school's hometown, Greenville, North Carolina. So Oh, gotcha. Uh, okay, okay. And uh, this is the first time. It's been held in Oregon for a long time now. And uh, Greenville's got it this year. So ESPN's going to be covering it, man. It's going to be like a lot of people here when the World Series is actually going on. So I'm uh, right, right gonna be pretty cool damn nice nice good for you yeah, yeah. so we got quite news week not a whole lot going on um with spring training i know jock peterson's killing it he's sending some bombs for chicago yeah. like five um, or so yeah and uh some other big news from spring training i don't know if you noticed but so you guys from queens kind of celebrating the world series kind of taking a practice Ooh. run out there on the field uh, uh, we, we, don't, we don't gotta talk about that that's fine no we gotta, yeah. <laughs> nah like my brother texted Listen. me that he texted me the video of them doing that just running on like yeah. and like you could hear someone in the background being like we just won the world series and everyone just kind of run to the infield i was like this is kind of cringe dude i mean what do you think about it man like are, is this gonna be all people are talking about if you guys don't win the world series nah, and that's so fair i mean <laughs> like baseball you know players what? are the most superstitious people i've ever met so so I don't, I don't really believe in like jinxes and all that stuff. I do remember there was like an NFL team that did something similar. I feel like a few years ago, they like, they practiced like a game winning field goal. I feel like it was the Browns or like some team that was like really in the, in the gutter. So like, I've seen stuff like this before. I was just hoping it wasn't us. Like that, that was, I wasn't a huge fan of that. No, it's just so tough, man. I, you know, hey, if you end up winning the World Series, teams might start to do this more. But, uh, you know, no, right. Like the practice, I guess, just might help <laughs> yeah. you a lot. But, um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, knows, maybe it was like Frankie's idea. So <laughs> could try to be like hype the boys up. You know, I don't know. <laughs> no, it could be. Well, yeah, no, that wasn't I wasn't a fan. But <laughs> other news in this week, some stuff going on. So. As far as injury goes, a rather pretty significant injury, I would say, for the Yankees. So Zach Britton needs arthroscopic surgery to remove a bone chip from his left elbow. He had COVID-19 within the past two months, and he apparently lost a lot of weight. He wasn't able to like prepare as usual. So it's, it's a big blow. I, I was looking at his stats before this. I didn't realize how good he's been for the Yankees. Like he's His three years, mm-hmm. like, he's been shut down for them. Yeah, man. Zach... Uh... He's one of my favorites on the team, and uh, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, and he's pitched great for us the past three years. Um, yeah. Obviously, since we got him over, we brought it back over here. And listen, I it talks that he had COVID, um, so he wasn't really able to do the the same off season he could usually do. Um, he did lose a lot of weight. If anybody had seen Zach, and um, you know, if you think about it too, every time that Chapman would go down, Britain was always there to to come into the closer role because you remember how many yeah. years he had in Baltimore as the closer so 
he knows how to pitch his way through an inning. And so what's kind of funny actually now, Britain is going to be out. You don't know how long, probably two months mm-hmm. at least. Chap- Chapman is suspended for the first game oh, of the right, season right. for throwing at uh, Brousseau. And so that means we're without our top bullpen guys on opening day. So we're going to have So who do you have else. in the back end there? Is what, Chad Green going to be back there? I would say we got Chad. We, we spent Darren O'Day, another former Oriole, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, but he's kind of an old guy now, and he doesn't pitch very well against lefties. So uh, we got him. Yeah. We got Justin Wilson, your boy from uh, from the Mets, actually. I do. I like Justin Wilson. He was good, pretty yeah. good for us. But yeah, so I hope that Zach can come back sooner than we expect because we really we need him in our bullpen. He's a reason why our bullpen's been one of the top in the league for the past three seasons. So yeah, no, that's big. That's yeah, that's that's a big bluff for them. So in other news, the Texas Rangers have announced that they are going to open their stadium to full capacity this season, and I believe there are a few other teams that were increasing capacity to like a significant amount. Um, I don't know, man. This seems a little much. I, I know we're trending in the right direction with COVID, but it, it's a very Texas thing to do. I'll give them that. Like that, that doesn't really surprise yeah. me, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah. You know, I'm not surprised that a team in Texas is the first one to make it full capacity. Obviously we want it to be full capacity. We want everybody to yeah. be able to go to games again, but you want to make sure everybody's being safe and mm-hmm. Full capacity, dude, that's intense. Like some other teams are increasing it. That's full, man. That's like that. Obviously, they're requiring everybody to wear masks for now, unless, again, things could continue to go in the right direction here. But Mm -hmm. we just can hope for that. It's going to be kind of strange seeing a full stadium of fans. No, it's definitely going to look weird. I feel like even (laughs) when you like watch old highlights now, and you're like, damn, everyone's like right next to each other. (laughs) Like 45,000 people. Like, it's just weird. I know. And yeah, it's because I don't think they're like, they're not making people have to be vaccinated to come into the stadium. So Mm -hmm. they're just really going to have to make them wear masks. I guess, again, like it's better. I think the numbers are lower in Texas than on other certain places. But Texas is also one of the states who's done no masks are mandatory anymore. Oh, yeah. But again, now they're making them mandatory in the game, but they're not mandatory in their state. So that's That's true. That is a little confusing yeah i don't know man it, it seems like it seems like a little much and i also i don't know I'm, i don't know how texas is doing with vaccine rollout but I, I like i would hope they're at the top if they're gonna be doing something like this um yeah yeah it's it, it's like it's cool to see but it's also def it's it seems like a lot it, i will say I'm, I'm, i am feeling more optimistic about just kind of the i don't know like the state of the world in general i, I do feel like yeah. vaccine rollout's gonna a lot better in the last like month or so they've really sped up so it's definitely it's definitely been um a welcome sight but yeah and listen they're, they're already coming out with another vaccine that should only be a one dose i'm not sure right johnson like Johnson. As, yeah i'm not sure if it's as uh efficient as the two dose but still it's better than nothing so yeah you know, get these rolled out and who knows man maybe by the time we graduate from here the world will kind of be back to normal. You know, maybe we'll even be vaccinated by then. Who knows? Yeah, so. right. I, what did the Mets and Yankees say? Were they doing about like 10% reopening? Something yeah, fairly yeah. small. Okay. Definitely. It, was, it was 10%. Hopefully by opening day, maybe it could increase, but I, I don't see it being full. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'd rather be a little, in, 
yeah. overcautious with this. So, <laughs> yeah. That's just Especially me. in New York because everything's yeah. so packed together. So, you know. No, exactly. Yeah. But um, no, I, I would love to get to like a, like a Mets Dodgers <laughs> game out here in Los Angeles this year. Absolutely, I mean, man. Yeah. would be, it's the dream, but yeah, we'll see. Patience yeah, is a virtue. Dude. So, Hey man, hopefully you get to before you go home. You know? Yeah, no, I, I love to, so, I have just get, yeah. get out there. It'd be, would be yeah. great. But so that's, that's what's going on in Texas shifting to the regular, the whole state of the league in general, a somewhat significant retirement. So Nick Markakis is hanging up the cleats. I mean, he was an all-star only two years ago. I forgot about that. Or no, three. Okay. Three. three uh, yeah. 2018 was three years ago. That is, that yeah. is true. <laughs> so he is retiring with three gold gloves. He's actually, I think he's eighth all time in games played in right field. Uh, you were saying that to me. That was kind of crazy. That's yeah, insane. I, I didn't realize. I forgot yeah. he was around that long. But yeah, I, I feel yeah. like even when I was little, I just remember seeing him for Baltimore. I'm yeah. like, I'm not the bad Baltimore teams, but oh yeah, he he was. Uh, so you remember back in the the bad Baltimore days, like you say, it was it was him. It was Adam Jones. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was a young Chris Davis being traded over from Texas, I think, mm-hmm. and. uh you know, we all know how Chris Davis worked out, but Damn. you remember that, uh, you know, Nick Markakis, he just reminded you of a player who played the game right. You know, he was, he seemed like a quiet guy. He minded his own business, but he was, he was a quiet leader, according to a lot of his teammates, you know, from his times with the Braves, he, him and uh, Freddie Freeman were very close because he, he was also on those bad Braves teams before they got good. They signed right. him a little bit earlier than they got good. So people were kind of at the time, like, wow, like Nick Markakis going to Atlanta, like that doesn't really make sense because the Braves are rebuilding. But mm-hmm. you saw a lot of times uh, teams would sign veterans to be there when they got good to help the young guys. And yeah, that's exactly locker room what he presence, did. exactly. Yeah, and he ends his career with 2,388 hits. And for playing 15 seasons, and he's eighth all time in games played in right field, that's fucking awesome. So, no, it's not, it's not Hall of Fame numbers, but like it's no. still a, a very good career. Yeah, and listen, I I think he could have had a couple more seasons in him, but when it's time, you know it's time. So Yeah. I respect could that. he have gotten to the uh two thousand five hundred hit mark, he could have, definitely. But But I respect that like hanging it up when you know you're not as yeah. good rather than just like playing two more seasons and batting like, you know, two hundred or something, you know. Right. So yeah. so hats yeah. off Nick Markakis, a pretty yeah. solid career. So really was. He was great. Great player. So, so moving on, we're going to go back to something we were doing last week, a little player spotlight, just guys we think are kind of under the radar, but could still have huge impacts for their team, whether on they're on contending teams, could get moved to a contending team, and that uh, just could be like sneaky good. So who you got this week, man? Uh, I'm going with a guy a lot of people probably haven't heard of, but he came up with Baltimore last year and kind of lit it up. Um, Going with Ryan Mountcastle. He's a uh, first. Yeah, I've never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, I, I said, I mean, he's a guy a lot of people don't know of. Obviously, Baltimore hasn't been very good recently. But uh, listen, Ryan Mountcastle last year in 35 games with the Orioles had an 878 OPS. Uh, oh, damn. He's, and that's pretty legit for 35 games. Like, obviously, it's not a usual rookie season, but 35 games out of 60, it's not too bad. Um, and he is probably going to be the primary first baseman in Baltimore this year. So we'll really get to see okay. what he can do during uh, 162. Uh, in AAA in 2019, he played pretty much the whole AAA season. 
and he hit 25 homers, drove in 83, and he had an 871 OPS. So that mm-hmm. kind of translated pretty closely to his numbers last year. So right. I think he's going to surprise some people, especially when he's playing in fucking Camden Yards, dude. Like, you think true, true. Camden Yards, he's going to be playing at Yankee Stadium. He's going to be playing in Tampa, all these hitter parks. And he's yeah. a right-handed hitter, so he's going to be blasting some over Fenway, I would assume. So I think he's really going to find himself locked in in the Baltimore order this season, probably in the three or the four hole. And he's going to have some guys getting on ahead of him, too. Austin Hayes has showed that he's a pretty good hitter. You know, the Baltimore's got some other guys. Trey Mancini is coming back now, too, from uh, – actually was out all last season with uh, cancer. But right, he is, yeah. he's back to 100% now, which is awesome to see, Trey back but yeah also you wouldn't be surprised if as much as baltimore has embraced him coming back and you love to see that it's a business and you wouldn't be surprised if trey's shipped out at the deadline Mm -hmm. because he's established himself as a great hitter but anyway uh ryan mountcastle is my guy man i think he's really gonna have a great year and i i don't know if he's still gonna be qualifying for rookie of the year or not this year because he played 35 games i don't i forget what the exact number of games is but it's pretty close but yeah i don't know what the number is either he's my guy i'm going with what about you i think no i was just gonna say too to be called up to the majors in such a wacky season too and to hit like (laughs) that like i think you gotta keep that into account right with everything calm in the world and Compton Majors is a big deal nonetheless. So, yeah, that's pretty good. So, my guy, I'm looking at Ian Happ. Cubs. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, people definitely know who he is. But I'm looking at this is like the ESPN fantasy projections for him next year. They have him at 34 home runs, 94 RBIs, 847 OPS. So, it's not like a renowned star in the league. But I think he gets on base. He has, he has definitely has some power driving drives and runs. I think he'd be interested for the Cubs. Like we said, we don't know what direction they're going in, but maybe they ship him out too at the deadline and he goes to a team and provides them some power. So yeah, in happen, man. I I've kind of watched him like closely the past couple of seasons. Now he's kind of started to come into his own a little bit. Uh, yeah. You know, he's moved around the diamond a lot too. What people don't really usually remember. He, he did play second base when he first came up, but he couldn't because of Javi there when Addison Russell was the shortstop and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. and now he's pretty much the primary center fielder in Chicago. So you wonder, too, like, is he the best player on Chicago right now based mm-hmm. off of the seasons other guys had last year? Obviously, it was a shortened season. We always say we're not going to look at that, but yeah. he was their best player last year, and he's the youngest out of the bunch. Yeah, so I, remember, lot, you know? I remember when he first came up. I feel like he had, because I had him on fantasy, I feel like he had, like, this huge first week where he had like yeah. some like five home runs. He like, he got off to a torrid start. And I, I mean, he's never com- maybe completely panned out like they wanted, but I, I yeah. like still, it's that's some pretty good numbers for them. And I remember too, I think it was back in 2018. Uh, he started the regular season off with a bang, man. Do you remember that? I think and, that's uh, what I'm thinking of. That's uh, probably what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Cause when the Cubs were playing in Miami on opening day, they were the first game at one o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, Hap literally just fucking drilled the first pitch as a homer like of the whole season. It was kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. That, that's yeah. what I meant. Um, yeah, that yeah, was we'll pretty say. cool. Hmm. All right, so we're gonna do a new segment today, which is probably only gonna come up like once before every uh, season starts. But so we're gonna each be making a dream team with players, like a lineup, pitching staff. We're gonna pick uh, our favorite uniforms because there's some some good unis out there. Um, for sure, for and sure. we're gonna pick which city we'd like to play in and bench options as well. So what we're gonna do is. 
we're going to do position by position lineup wise. We're going to each pick a catcher, each pick a first baseman there that way. And we're each going to pick uh, five starting pitchers and we're going to go with one closer because a lot of, it'll take a while to go through the whole bullpen. So yeah, really no, we'll just, that. we'll limit it to that. That's fine. Yeah. And then we'll do unis. Then we'll pick the city and then we'll do a bench option, one player. And so how it's going to work is like, we won't be able to pick the same players. So if I have a first pick at a position and then, it was Liam's pick. Liam's going to have to kind of think of something else, you know? Mm-hmm. So no, it's, uh, it's going like to be like, it's, yeah, exactly. So, um, so we're going to get started here and uh, start off with catcher. Who you got, Liam? I'm going to go with, I'll go with Will Smith on the Dodgers. Okay. I'm not, I'm you know, cause I know he's not the best catcher, but I'm also going kind of off favorites of who I like anyway. So yeah, he, he actually hit pretty well last year in the postseason too. So I, I like that pick. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to go with the more obvious pick here, um, going with JT Real Muto. Um, but when he's healthy, I think he's the best catcher in the game. Smith is a young up-and-comer who could really catch up to him. But, uh, yeah, I'm going JT, man. I think he just could really help Bryce Harper carry that offense over in Philly. So No, true, true. So first base, who we got? I'm going I'm going Luke Voigt. I think ah, my boy Luke, big boy. I mean, dude, <laughs> I, I want to. Didn't he lead the league in home runs? I, I he's yes, dude slept on. I I, oh, I think he slept on, and yeah, he's gonna hit some bombs for me. So, Luke all the way. Luke, man, gotta love him. Uh, it's funny actually. We didn't even plan this, but I'm picking Pete Alonso. Honestly, I oh, okay. <laughs> I'm picking your no, boy Pete. Uh, Listen, Pete had a kind of a – he still had a good power year last year, but everyone kind of forgot about him because his average went down, whatever happened. Uh-huh. I think he's about to bounce back, and I think we're going to have some star power at first base in New York this summer, man. I think Dude. they might be uh, both leading their respective leagues in homers by the end of the year, possibly. I could say that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the polar bear. Yeah. No, see, I'm trying not to pick, like, all Mets, you know what I mean? I, I want, yeah, I do want yeah. to change it up, you know, because I, I obviously yeah. love Pete more than Luke Voigt, yeah. but, like, so <laughs> that's my reasoning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, so for second base, there's a lot of options for second base, more than people would realize. What do you think you're going to go with? So I'm going to kind of cheat. I'm going to take a shortstop and just move from the second, and <laughs> okay. we're going right. to call it like that. We're not going to have any issues. I'm going to go with Bo Bichette. <laughs> I, I'm a big bow guy. Um, yeah. I also want guys that have great hair on my team. Like, I feel like you're going to notice yeah. that as I'm picking people. So, um, Bo's got some flow. And, uh, yeah, we're going with him. We're moving him to second. He's going to be fine with it. Oh, listen, it hasn't technically been announced for sure if Semyon and Bichette are going to be second and short or if it's going to be the other way around. So, right. that's a, I'll let that one slide there. I'll, I'll let that one be there. Uh, yeah. That's a good pick. For me, I'm going to have to go with DJ. I, again, I don't want to be tough to not pick some Yankees as much as it's tough for you to not pick some Mets. But listen, DJ has uh, been top five MVP voting the past two seasons, his first two in the Bronx. Now he's going to be back for the next six years. You know, we also don't know what Booney's going to do with the lineup. They could put Hicks in leadoff and put LeMahieu third and switch them. And because I think that would make more sense anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. DJ is a hit machine, you know, a machine. So I wonder if DJ is going to be one of those guys who's like a borderline Hall of Famer but might not make it. Because I feel like he's starting to make his case. Yeah, I feel like he could. And especially if he performs really well in New York the next six seasons, like he has. 
Yeah. Because then people might even forget about the Colorado effect. I don't even think that was a thing for him. You've seen how much better he's been since leaving. But Right. I even looked um, at his road stats when he was in Colorado to see if like, there actually was a huge drop-off. But I think he's going to... I think he's be close. I'm not saying he's going to make it. I think he's close. I think he's yeah. close. Yeah. Well, hey, if he keeps hitting at this pace too, you never know if he's going to get up to 3,000 hits at some point. Yeah. And if he does, that's a totally different story. So yeah, we'll have to check later yeah. what he's at because I have no idea what he's at right now. But I, yeah, he's no, he's been an MVP caliber. So I wouldn't, yeah. I would throw him up there. All right. So shortstops. This is a big uh, category here. Big one. Um, I got to go Tatis. Hey, yeah, it's an easy <laughs> one. And I love Frankie. Like, absolutely love Frankie yeah. Lindor. But Tatis has all the power, all the style, great hair. We're going with them. Yeah, man. It's tough not to pick Fernando Tatis Jr. for shortstop. I'm going to be a little bit of a rival here. I'm going to go with Corey Seager. I'm going to mm. go L.A. Seager really bounced back last year after kind of a tough season in 2019 coming off Tommy John. And he absolutely fucking lit it up in the playoffs. I mean, he was arguably yeah. the MVP of the entire postseason. Corey Seager is also coming up on his free agent season. So oh, okay. it would be tough for me to see him leave L.A., to be honest. But yeah, he's going to be playing for the other 29 teams this year. And it, he's going to see where he's going to end up. So I'm going That's Corey. interesting. I mean, the Dodgers have spent so much money already. And they haven't, yeah. I don't think they've locked up Bellinger yet or Walker. So, I mean, they're going to have to make some decisions. Obviously, Andrew Friedman has a huge checkbook. So, you know what I mean? He could definitely keep yeah. all three or probably can. So, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, hot corner, third baseman. Who you got? Mm. I'm going to go Vlad. I'll go Vlad. Oh, like, all right. Wow. Yeah, because okay. I'm, I'm. We were talking about him last week. I'm gonna yeah. bank on him breaking out. Okay. Yeah, I, I would agree, man. I think he's gonna, you know, play some third. He'll play some first. He'll DH. I think he's gonna be way leaner though, and he's gonna play way better at third. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, his defense is gonna be really good out there, man. Uh, third. This is tough for me. There's a lot of awesome third basemen. Um, but I'm I'm still gonna have to stick to my guy Nolan Arenado, man. I think he's still the best third baseman in the league. Uh, even though he kind of had a down year last year, he was battling a shoulder injury the whole year. Uh, now he's gonna be going out to St. Louis with Paul Goldschmidt with that lineup that can hopefully perform better than they did last year because that outfield was kind of bad. But listen, uh, Nolan is a great defender as well, so I think he's really gonna enjoy playing in St. Louis, and uh, he's my guy. You know what? Can I change my pick? I'm thinking about it now. Uh, um, I'm gonna go Manny. I'm gonna go back. Uh, I'm gonna go Manny. Oh, so you got the uh, Padres left side of the infield? Yeah, there. you know what? Because I'm just trying to pick guys <laughs> that are like I would feel like are exciting that actually are flashy. Yeah. So I'm gonna change yeah. it back to Manny because I've also I've liked him all the way back to when he was in Baltimore. So yeah, yeah, okay. And he's a better right. glo- much better glove than Vlad too. So sorry, Vlad, but we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Maybe he'll be up there in the next couple of years. Yeah. He really gets better at third. So, all right. So now we're going to move over to the outfield. Uh, first, we're going to go with right field. Who is your pick here? You know, now I'm forgetting which players play which outfield spots. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw Soto. I think Soto plays right. I'm going to go Soto. Wants Soto and right. Is that true? Yeah. So this is actually going to be his first year playing right because Schwarber oh, okay. should be so playing right. Left. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and also I hate when as a Mets fan when he kills us, but um, <laughs> he's got yeah. he's got some style to him. He's flashy. 
Um, and obviously just like a tremendous all around player. So we'll go with, we'll go Soto. Yeah. Soto's going to definitely uh, have a great year. I would say, I don't see why not. Um, and listen, th- this one was, uh, <laughs> it's tough, really hard for me because I'm, I'm, I'm torn between Mookie Betts and Aaron judge. And mm. man, it's like, if, if Aaron judge is healthy, for a whole season, I think he's a better player than Mookie Betts. But I would agree with that. Yeah, I I hate to say it, but I'm gonna have to go with former Boston Red Sox Mookie mm. Betts because Mookie is just always on the field. Uh, he's performed in the postseason. He's won two World Championships, one in the National League and one in the American League. So I'm gonna go with Mookie. I think. Mookie really has some fucking flashy shit, just like Machado, just like Tatis, too. Mm-hmm. You, you saw that uh, in the Padres-Dodgers games in the playoffs last year when they were kind of barking at each other. So right. I'm going to go Mookie, man. It's, it's tough for me to not pick my guy Aaron Judge, but um, going to have to judge. do that. No, that makes sense, though. Yeah. All right, center field, I think it's obvious that one of us is going to have the best player in the game, but who are you picking here? I'll go – yeah, I'll go Trout. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm tempted to go Cody Bellinger just because I actually just like him as a player more. But no, I, yeah. I can't pass up on Trout. Just even, dude, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we also like forget how good he is. I feel like this year he they put him at like number five in fantasy. I was like, I don't know about that. I saw that too. I was doing a uh, mock draft the other day, and he was at like five or six, dude. I was like, what? I, it's I almost like the LeBron just... effect, where like. Yeah. I, I'm not saying they don't get a lot of praise, but like you just kind of forget sometimes because he always puts up the same season. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and he never makes the fucking playoffs. <laughs> nah, that's that's fair. Listen, I'm gonna go with a guy who just signed with a new team. Uh, I'm gonna go with George Springer. I think mm. George is gonna rake in Toronto. He already raked in Houston, but that you know how big Houston is in right center field, so that's pretty deep there, and. uh Toronto, wherever they end up playing to start the year, it's still going to be a hitter's park, I think. And uh, George has proven it in the postseason. We don't like talking about Astros players in the postseason. I was going to say, like, you just picked a cheater. Like, what? Well, here's my (laughs) – here's why. Last year, who had shitty years in Houston? Correa, Bregman, Altuve, Gurriel. Who didn't? That was Springer. So you don't know in my head that kind of makes it seem like Springer may not have been the one cheating during the postseason. I hear you. Obviously he hit the best out of the whole team in the postseason too. And we're never really going to know. And again, it's, it's tough, but I'm no, it, it's very because... hard to quantify like the individual impacts of that whole thing. So no, I'll give yeah. it to you. And George plays a great defensive center field as well. So. Um, yeah. All right. No, so true. Now we're he's going to. Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, so left field, who do you got? I don't think he plays left field. But I'll throw him there anyway. I'll go with uh, Bryce. We'll go Harper. I don't. I don't know. I feel like he gets a lot of hate sometimes. I, I honestly respect him. I, I think he's a pretty good guy. Um, yeah, me too. Even though he plays in the Mets division, a little overpaid too. But no, I, I would say he's he's got the power. He's got the hair. We'll go with him. We'll throw him in left. Okay. Left field, man. That's that's another tough one. Left field. I mean, there's just a lot of teams that I feel like have platooning in left field, like the Dodgers do. Right. 
the Mets might this season, even though you want Tom Smith hitting, but man, that's tough, man. But I'm going to go Marcelo Zuna. Okay. Uh, obviously, his defense, you hope for the best, but he's an awesome hitter, and he's going to back up Freddie Freeman. So I got to go with Marcel. No, that's a fair pick. Um, yeah. So designated hitters now, obviously, we can really only pick from the American League teams. Uh, right. So who's your top designated hitter? So I think the easy pick is like Nelson Cruz. Yeah, I think he's just definitely the best DH. But um, I'm going to go Giancarlo. I'll throw, oh, I'll throw Stanton in the DH spot. I All love right. him. Um, and he's not going to get hurt. I, I very likely he's not going to get hurt if he's only DHing for me. So I'll put him there and watch him put up 40 bones. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's a good pick. I don't know. It's my pick. So, no, you that's, that's I think you could have guessed that. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm going to go with a guy who DHs any place first. I'm going to put him at the DH for this because I think it, he's better suited there because he just won't get hurt. And he is the 2020 MVP winner for the AL. I'm going to go with Jose Abreu. Uh, Jose Abreu has been one of the most consistent hitters since he came over here from Cuba. So, and he's a leader now on that White Sox team. And I I would really like guys like that to be on my team. You know, big leader. Talks to all the young guys. So uh, I'm going to go with Abreu there. That's a good pick. What, two pitchers now? Uh, yeah, yep. we're going to do uh, starting pitches now, which is a much broader category. Obviously, there's a lot of good picks here. Um, right. So, yeah, like we said, we're going to go with five each for the rotation and one bullpen piece, which would most likely be the closer. So, you know, I'll let you go first here. I had the first pick for lineup. Oh, yeah, I'll give you yeah. number one here. All right. Um, <sighs> dude, there's again, there's, there's two guys here, both in New York, DeGrom or Cole. Um, I mean, it's so hard to, to choose between them. I'm going to go with DeGrom. I, I think. Damn it. <laughs> I don't like Listen, I, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, you say that, you, you know, you want <laughs> Now, nah, listen, I got to say, man, DeGrom, he's just, he's gotten better every season and he's getting older. I oh, saw yeah. it in a, in a spring training game. It might've even been yesterday. Uh-huh. He hit 102 on the radar gun. He had never done that, I don't think. Ever. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Uh, so I'm going with Jacob DeGrom. That's unfortunate. <laughs> you know, I'm a... No, yeah, obviously I love Jake. I also forget sometimes that he, like, he played shortstop, I feel like, in the minors. I feel like he was not always a pitcher. So no, it wasn't. Crazy how your career can change like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, it's disappointing. Um, I'm gonna go, you know, he burned my team. I'm gonna go Trevor Bauer. He's got all the personality. Um, I just, he's tough. He's tough. He's he, funny. He, he does um, have the personality, man. So he has the Mickey Mouse Cy Young. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hate him for burning us, but I'll go Trevor. Yeah, Trevor, again, we, we both agree that he's overpaid, but. Mm-hmm. He'll have the flashiest personality out there for a pitcher. So uh, I see why you pick him. I just want him like um, walk off the mound and shimmying for me. So, <laughs> yeah. Cause that's my team's MO. I just feel like. Yeah. You've been, you've been going that route. I, I like that, man. You got like some. Yeah. I think that's who we're going to be. Yeah. You're going to uh, hate listen, playing us. 
Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna have, like the the quiet group. You know, like, I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have some uh, hyped up guys. Like I'm gonna have Polar Bear playing first base, stuff like that. But that's fair. You're definitely yeah. gonna be uh, arguing with my team a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go Garrett Cole now. I mean, Garrett Cole has been one of the best pitchers in the league the past three seasons, and now he's gonna get to pitch a full season in New York in front of the fans, some fans. So. I think he's really going to embrace that. He's already embraced a leadership role on the team, so I'm I'm picking Garrett Cole. Right. Um, I'm torn between two other Dodgers here. I, that's not on purpose. Um, I'll go. I'm gonna go Kirsch. You know, I know he's on the down. Oh, he's on the right. trending down. He's like his best days behind him. But I love Kirsch. Um, finally got his ring, and finally. I think like you know he's still gonna. He's still going to be like a low three-year ERA for me. So definitely I'm clean all the way. Okay. Yeah, uh, you can never go wrong with Kershaw. And then, again, he got his ring now, so everyone can shut the fuck up about him sucking in the postseason. Give right. a break. He's done it now. So Maybe the out. pressure's off, too. I don't know. Maybe he's more yeah. relaxed now out there. I, I feel like he will be, man. I'll be honest with you. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, I think he's really going to have like a weight off his shoulders now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, for my third pick, I was I was going to go with another Dodger, but I'm going with Blake Snell because I need some uh, mm. some high energy on my pitching staff now. I got two quiet guys. I need Blake right. Snell. Uh, Blake Snell, everybody knows what happened against the Dodgers last Sad. October. So I think he's really going to be motivated to have a great season. Oh, yeah. Not, not that he thinks that Jace Tingler will do the same thing as Kevin Cash, but I think he's going to want to prove that he can fucking shove eight innings every day and they won't be doing that in the playoffs. So I'm going with Blake Snell. I can't wait to see him play the Dodgers. Yeah. Get the revenge. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. I like Jack Flaherty. I'm going to go with him. Jay Flair. Yeah. Um, he's, he'll be a, he'll be a solid three guy for me. Okay. Yeah. I love Jake. He really showed what he could do in 2019. So I think he's going to have a great season. Um, well, I, I thought you were going to go with another Dodger, so now I'm going with another Dodger, the one I was going to pick. I'm going with Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller was a stud in the postseason. He's really yeah. shown that he's going to be around for a long time, and uh, he throws absolute gas. Plus, you know, we got to have a lot of chicks looking at him. Obviously, he wears those tight pants out there. Rumors no, that's the fair. He looks great out there. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have a big fan club out there and, like, right behind the, the catcher, so. That's why I'm going with him. <laughs> Dude, the Dodgers pitching staff is just too yeah. – they have it all. Um, oh, man. I I think one of my favorite players in the game is Marcus Stroman. So I'll, I'll go with him as my, as my four show. guy. I also think – just going back a second, I think I just called him Jake Flaherty. I'm pretty sure I meant Jack. So I'm going to just uh, correct that real quick. Um, back to Stroman. I love him. Yeah. Um, and I just want to see him. Obviously, he missed all last year after opting out. And, you know, he's a Long Island guy. So he's going to be yeah. a great four guy for me. Yeah. Stro. God, having Stro in like a four spot is like, are you kidding me? He could legitimately be an ace on so many teams. Oh, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, so for my last pick. See, I don't know. For my last pick, I'm going with Tyler Glass now for the race. Mm. Uh, I think stud, 6'8", 
however much he weighs, dude. He's got the flow like you talked about. Oh, yeah. Obichet. I'm talking Tyler Glass now with that. Uh, That's a good pick. Glass now really shows his emotions a lot too, and I love that about him. Yeah. Plus, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him back to his old teammate Blake Snell here. And oh, true, true. Great. So, yeah, that's my uh, last rotation piece. That's a good you one. Got? Mm. Okay, this is assuming he's healthy because he's not this season. Mike Clevenger. Yeah, okay. Because great when he's healthy, great hair. I, yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah a, he's another one. Yeah. He's an awesome five guy for me. And, okay, yeah. yeah, I'm loving that rotation. So, Okay. Yeah, uh, he's great. So I would definitely uh, agree with the hair too. He's got the flow. So exactly, yeah. No, that's important. Um, and now we're gonna each pick a closer. Uh, like we said, we're not gonna go through the whole bullpen. So uh, out of all the closers out there, who would you say would be the best one to have on your team? Um. Okay. So technically, the best, I'd probably say Liam Hendricks right now. Um. I'm just go really unconventional. Though. I'm, I'm gonna cheat again. I'm just gonna throw Noah Syndergaard as my closer. I'm just oh, going to have wow, him wow. throwing like 102 and just like <laughs> staring you down in the ninth inning. So okay. most definitely not a closer. I'm just putting him there anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll let it pass because he's coming back from Tommy John. Maybe Rojas will throw him in the bullpen for a little bit. I would love to see it. If uh, Diaz starts to fuck up, put Noah in as a closer. I mean, you already got five guys for your rotation other than him. So, you know. You know, I'll, gonna... I'll let it be. <laughs> uh, you actually mentioned my guy, Liam Hendricks, is my top pick. The Australian. Uh, yeah. He's from Perth, Western Australia. So we got a little bit of a connection. I studied abroad in Australia. as you know, Right, right. Back in uh, my sophomore season, my sophomore year for like a whole semester. So I'll yes. be able to understand everything he says. <laughs> All his lingo. <laughs> I think uh, plus, big Australian players. I feel like yeah, he's the only one I can think of. I remember, uh, God, what was his name? He, he was a closer for the Rays back in the day. Um, oh, Grant Balfour. He was an Australian oh, guy. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah. For a while. He was, yeah. yeah. Another good closer. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Hendricks showed that he can perform in the postseason. He pitched well with Oakland last year and the year before in the playoffs. And uh, I think he was just the icing on the cake for Chicago. They really needed a guy like that after Colin May was leaving. Mm-hmm. And, uh they gave him a fat contract, too, so I think he's really going to try to live up to that. Yeah. Closers are weird. I just feel like they're so on and off, depending on the season. But I feel like he's yeah. done it for so long now that I, I I trust him a lot. But then you always just have, like, a weird, like, a Craig Kimbrell in there who just, like, randomly falls off. Or <laughs> yeah. who else was there? I, just, I, I think mean, Jerry Ch- Chapman's kind of yeah, – Chapman's still good, but Chap- he's always yeah, Chapman's had the playoffs. <sighs> So, yeah, he's another one that I – like, I love him, but he can't fuck up again in the playoffs. Or else. Yeah, I just feel like you never know what to expect with those guys. I don't know. But – Yeah. So it is. All right, so now we're going to move on to – we're going to have one uniform for our teams. So who do you think has the best uniform in the game right now? That's tough. Alternates included every version of the you know not just home and away like every oh that's yeah that's a hard one yeah. though um come back to me I'll th- I have a couple in mind yeah. but yeah. yeah I'm going with a team we've actually talked a lot about today but we didn't even really plan on it but we did uh, I'm going with the Baltimore Orioles I think yeah. they've got the 
I think the orange and black is just colors that go great together. I, I would have gone with the Marlins, but they changed their uniforms because I like their orange and black even better than Baltimore when they had mm-hmm. it a few years ago. But um, listen, I think it just fits really well. They have a nice hat too. Their hat fits yeah. all the colors in really well. That's like the tricolor one with the cart. I like the cartoon Oriole too more than I liked the actual one that they oh, used yeah. to have as well. That was a good change. Um, I remember when they did that. And I, I love the all black man, like it, cause it's kind of basic, but the orange really pops on it. Plus they have the alternate hat with the all blacks too. That has the O. Yeah. The I think that on Friday nights, um, they wear black. I think Friday yes, is black yes. and then Saturday's orange. I want to say. Yeah. So the, the orange ones are awesome too. So, yeah, I'm going with Baltimore, and I, okay. I love their whites. Their their gray is kind of boring, but still, they mm. they have the cool batting helmets when they have the gray, or they have the cool hats. So I I got to go with Baltimore. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know what? You mentioned them. I'm gonna go Marlins. I'm big on like you like the, the whole one? Miami Vice look. That because like I, yeah. I'm a I'm a Heat fan, so I love that look already. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I like their, their blacks. They have like the little bit of pink in there, a little bit of blue. Um, I, I think they have a good, good setup. I, I liked when they changed it. Actually, when you were mentioning the, the, the orange yeah. ones, I actually like the newer ones more. So I'm gonna go Miami. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got like some, some things to say about Miami's uniforms, man. Like though the black ones they wear, it's very, very hard to read the Marlins. Like it, it's just, that's it's true. I think they need to either make the writing like all light blue and not just an outline or something. And I also think they need to wear their light blue batting practice ones or their spring training ones in Mm. the regular season, because that is exactly what the color they're like going for. And then they don't really wear them. Cause I remember when the uniforms first came out, I thought that was going to be like their main alternate. It was like the blue and then they wear it for batting practice, whatever. It is weird. Miami is such like a flashy city and like, you're right. They are kind of toned down. Like the the letters are very like, they're kind of subdued in there. They're just like, if, if you're going with those colors, man, like fucking pop them, like get the blue out there, like make the jerseys pop because no, I agree. I want to see a little more blue, a little more pink. Um, Plus they, they have like, yeah, they have like that pinkish reddish, on like the sleeves, which like on the right above their elbow, like at the bottom of the sleeves, which is cool because uh, I think it's um, Corey Dickerson is uh, he's their left fielder, obviously. And he, during the playoffs or maybe even during the regular season, I just didn't see him much in the regular season, but he wore the batting gloves that were like that color. Oh, so that's kind of dope. That okay. really popped with like the rest because like you can only really see a little bit on the sleeve and then he wore yeah. those gloves. It's like awesome. So that's a good option. I like that. Yeah. And where are we going for a city? Where do you want to play? And I've, I've been to like a lot of stadiums. So I'm trying to think of, I'm definitely going to pick one that I've been to because I've been to a lot of great cities, man. I've been to Philly. I've been to Boston. Okay. I've been to Toronto. Um, obviously, I've been to New York, but I'm not going to go with New York. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I mean, I've been to D.C., but that's really crowded. I don't know. I'm not a fan. I, I'm going to go with Toronto, man. I, I loved Toronto when I visited there. Okay. Um, Toronto... For anyone who hasn't been to Toronto, try to go once COVID's over and you can actually go because it uh, is cool. I, I made a trip there a couple of years ago. It is a cool ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah oh yeah. The, the stadium is great. And Toronto is one of the most diverse cities in the world. And people don't really realize that, but I would love to have a fan base that's very diverse. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. And uh, so I, I'm going with Toronto. This is hard. Yeah, see, I would love like a Yankee Stadium, but I feel like that's just too easy. I'm not gonna go with my home, my home <laughs> base. Uh, 
I feel like I I gotta go Dodgers. I, I gotta go right in LA. In um yeah, okay. In that right it's like fifteen minutes from me, but like just a gorgeous view of like the mountains like behind the outfield. But then if you turn 180 degrees, you see like the skyline of LA. I just feel like that it's just too hard to pass up. And we're always gonna be playing in warm weather too, you know what I mean? I feel like it's an important yeah. part of it. So yeah, I, I gotta stick with where I'm at currently. I gotta go the city of angels. That's tough to not go with a place like LA. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's one of the most iconic backdrops behind a stadium too. So, uh, yeah, no, I, when I first went there, I was like, yeah. damn, like I, I, yeah. you see it on TV, but then you're there and you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's definitely a, a top stadium. I'd love to go to. LA. Yeah. If you can I definitely leave, get uh, out here. It's we've, it's nice. we've tried to figure something out in the past to find me to come visit you and we could go, but, uh, Right. Then yeah. COVID happened, so we haven't been able to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to try to figure something out. Yeah, I think the future, Angels so. one in Orange County looks nice, too. It's less likely for me to get out there, but it's also another yeah. nice one out here. So, All right, so now we're going to go with bench options. So we're each only going to pick one player for this. So, you know, we'll either pick a fourth outfielder, a fifth infielder, things like that. Even a backup catcher could work. So who would be your top bench guy because of based off of the team that you picked? Oh, man. See, like, is Kike, he's not a bench guy anymore, you know what I mean? I feel like... Yeah, that's what I was also thinking about. I think he's most likely going to be starting second baseman most of the ah. time, so that was tough. I was thinking of him, too, but... I'm going to go with Gardy, Brett Gardner. Yeah, sticking. Right. Just fan favorite. I, I, you got to love him. <laughs> he's he's getting up there in age, but I know he's just going to have that, that veteran presence for me, and he's just going to be like a dog out there. So, Gardy goes right, Gardy. Go with my boy, Gardy, man. Okay. Oh, of course. Yeah, this is tough. There's a lot of good utility guys out there now that you could really pick as a bench guy. Um, yeah, like I want to go Kike too, but we can't do that. Man. <laughs> right. That was the first guy that came to my yeah. mind, but like not yeah. anymore. I think I'm going to go with Jonathan VR, who's on your bench now. With the okay. VR had a great season in Baltimore a couple of years ago. Pretty sure he had like 24 homers. And he's like really a lot of doubles and triples as well. And he led the league in stolen bases a few years ago with Milwaukee. So he has the speed also. And he had a pretty solid season last year with Miami and Toronto. He got traded to Toronto on the, at the deadline. I think VR was a low-key great guy to have for your bench because you can pinch run him. Yeah. You can play a lot of positions. He played some outfield in 2019 as well. Oh, and okay. he played second, he played short, and he's played third. So he could play he's the scrappy. corner outfield. Yeah, I like He's him. actually even played center field before, too. He could play all three outfield hmm. positions. He, That's like a great bench guy to have. And I bet if you threw him at first base, you could fucking play him at first base. Honestly, too. yeah. So. I want to say, like, early in his career, he had, like, a straight steal of home for Baltimore, I think. You might I, be right I feel, with that. I, yeah. I feel like, yeah, he because, like, I feel like those never happened, just, like, a straight steal. I'm pretty yeah. sure he did that early in his career. I was just like, so that's always what I remember him by. But yeah. no, it's a good pick. He's scrappy. He's fast. I mean, good yeah. to have for your bench. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. Last but not least, we're going to close this out with our stat of the week. So this week, dude, we're looking at a future Hall of Famer guy everyone loves, Yadi Molina. So, well, it's a sense, it's him, but also reflects the Cardinals as well. So from 2004 to last, to last season, 2020, the... Cardinals allowed 
847 stolen bases. So that's the fewest stolen bases allowed in the league. Wow. The second lowest team, the Diamondbacks, 1250. So that's a gap <laughs> of over 400. So they're about 30. 2% better than the next best team. And I mean, who's been back there that whole time? Yachty. <laughs> Fucking Yachty. Wow. I saw that's that this a, morning. I was like, damn. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, if, if that doesn't prove that Yachty's a Hall of Famer, I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's, I mean, like, it's, it's important to have. You can throw away Yachty's offense. If he's that good of a defender, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Did you see, too, something that happened recently where there was a young guy up at bat, and he kind of said something to Yachty, I think, acting like he was going to steal when he got on. And, like, he stole, Ooh. and Yachty fucking gunned him out. And, like, <laughs> he was, like, joking Such a kind poor of. Move. Was, Why yeah, would you like, do that? <laughs> like, don't talk shit to him. If you're going to piss him off, he's just going to throw you out. Like, you know that. So Don't poke the bear. That's such a poor move. Yeah, well, I actually heard like a funny story about Yachty too. That uh, he, you know, he does like some funny things with like young guys. Oh yeah, um, I've seen him. Yeah, and I remember like speaking of Ian Happ, who you picked uh, before for the player spotlight. So right. I heard the story actually. Ian Happ started a podcast. I was listening to it a little bit, and he, when he first came up, he got like a double or something in St. Louis, and Yachty. And Wayne Wright, I think, was pitching, and they were kind of like looking at him, like like he was stealing the signs or something. It was like his first at bat, and he got on second, and he's like just like kind of acting like what what's going on. And yeah. then, like, I think his next at bat, he came around to score, and his next at bat, Yachty like was looking at him, and he's like, you know, Poppy, like don't do that or whatever. It's like, and Ian Hap's <laughs> just like, what do you mean? Like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, even if I was trying to steal, I wouldn't know how to convey them because I just came up today. <laughs> and, uh, like, he was not doing anything. And then, like, Yachty – and now every time he gets on first, Yachty just, like, gives him a look. Oh, my like, gosh. That's what he's saying. It was, like, a funny story, dude. I was like, wow. For a guy like a young guy like Ian Happ, who definitely fucking wasn't doing anything, but, like, Yachty's so protective of, like, his pitchers and his yeah, I was like, whatever. how did he do that? This kid just came up, and I'm freaking the best right? catcher. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, damn, that's interesting. Yeah. He yeah, also had – do you remember so. when his brother was in the league? BJ? Yeah, Benji. Yeah. Benji. Yeah. He, I remember one time he like Yachty left him crackers on like home plate when like yeah, when they yeah. swapped in the middle of the inning. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, I like Yachty. I think, uh, I'm a fan. Yeah, man. Yachty, uh, I, I don't think he's going to retire though after this year. I don't think so. Unless the Cardinals win the World Series. Yeah. He's 38 right now. If he still plays like this, I think he'll sign another one year deal for when he's 40 years old, honestly. Yeah. But we'll, we'll Is that see. Old for know. a catcher? I feel like 30. I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of wear and tear on your body. But I think so. But he's still been performing pretty well. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, no, I, don't, yeah. I think he should stick around. But yeah. Ops to him for longevity. Wow. Yeah. Well, that wraps it up for us this week. We have what? A couple more weeks to open the day? I think about two and a half weeks, maybe. Two and a half weeks. Uh, yeah, it starts on a Thursday, so something like that. Yeah, April 1st. It's big. Well, stay yeah. tuned. We'll be covering spring training until then, and we'll catch you guys next week. 